Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also on Spotify and the Five Reasons YouTube channel with plenty of other content there as well. So make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons when you go there. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out for the latest written content without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. It includes prize picks. Use the code 5 F-I-V-E, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, that's F-I-V-E. You can download it from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, go to prizepicks.com. Play two, three, four, five, six players together. Get in with the NBA and NFL, pair them together. We've got the conference championship games coming up on Sundays. The prize picks are already up there. Go to prizepicks.com, use the code 5-F-I-V-E. And check out Better Edge. That's our gambling partner. Use the code 5RSN there. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, betteredge.com. Peer-to-peer gambling, totally legal in the state of Florida and 44 other states. Go to betteredge.com. Get the line that you want. And now, today's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. First, check out the transaction episode that we did. It's still up there on the podcast feed. We started it on YouTube. We interacted with a whole bunch of viewers with questions. Your question may actually be there. So make sure that you go back in our library here and download that one. We've also got today something a little bit different. We're going to stay away from transactions, although obviously you can't completely because some of these players may be affected. I've got Alex Toledo. Follow him at Tropical Blanket. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. We're going to get into what some of these role guys have done for the Heat and and maybe who's in and who's out as we move forward. And, And we'll go through them quickly here. But there's been kind of a development in that you know, some of the players that were, you know, were like, okay, are they going to be able to contribute this year? They've been given significant roles at this stage. Uh, Orlando Robinson has clearly replaced Dwayne Dedman in the rotation. That was happening anyway before the incident. Um, and it had to happen because Robinson's numbers uh, are much better in terms of when Bam's off the floor. The Dedman minutes were killing this team. We've all talked about it all year long. That was Brady's big push. And Eric Spolster finally got moved there. Um, you know, with more trust in Robinson and, and obviously with some of the things that were going on with Deadman. 
But also, you know, Caleb Martin got hurt. And then Caleb Martin tried to come back a little bit too quickly in Los Angeles. And he hasn't been totally the same and sort of integrating him back in with his athleticism. And so Haywood Highsmith has been picking up more of those minutes at the four. He made four threes the other night. He did a terrific job defensively. You look at the numbers. Tatum was two of 14 with Haysmith guarding him. I believe I saw that stat. Uh, and, you know, we talked about him being an offensive liability, but he does so much defensively and he kind of knows right now what his role is. He's not forcing things. And so he has been eating into some of those minutes. And so we're going to talk about those two situations in particular, Robinson and Highsmith. I'll start with you here first, Alex. Do you think that that Highsmith has kind of passed, even though Martin is still ostensibly sorry that he's passed Martin here in terms of getting the important minutes, or do you think this is situational? I definitely think it's situational. Um, wasn't surprised that Spo went to Highsmith in the last Celtics game, considering what he did to Tatum in the, the last Celtics game before this one, right? I think it was kind of a continuation of what we saw transpire during that game, I believe was the, the watch party game, right? And, uh, we were all there live watching Highsmith clamp Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And it's just cool to see him do that. Like he's obviously a little bit stronger, I think a little bulkier than Caleb. So when it comes to, you know, superstar talented big wings, I think Highsmith is more uh, the guy to, you know, cover those guys, keep them off Jimmy and I mean, keeping Jimmy and Bam away from foul trouble. So I think he fits there. The, the awkward thing about it is it's just the, the offense, right? It's like, he had his three falling the other night. He was obviously doing a great job on the boards. He had a, you know, a great performance. But if the three is not falling, I think that's where we get kind of those ugly games and people are questioning why he's out there. We know he's out there to be just, you know, a pest on defense as a four. You know, even if he's a little bit undersized from a height perspective, like I said, he's strong. And that's kind of, I think, the difference between him and Caleb. Now, Caleb has been good in his role all season, so I don't think uh, Highsmith has passed him yet. But, and you know, I, I know this is not a transaction conversation, maybe not yet, but I do think, like, if all of a sudden the, the franchise, well, the front office, right, if they look at Highsmith and like, okay, this guy can plug in and get a little bit more, you know, get a little bit more playing time as part of our rotation, maybe that does make a guy like Caleb a little bit more expendable, okay? Not that I'm looking to trade him or anything like that, but just, you know, as the trade deadline approaches, maybe that makes a guy like Caleb a little bit more tradable than we last thought, where I've spent all season talking about how how essential he is to what they do. And, you know, even though he is not a natural four, he has been their starting power forward and done a pretty good job of it all season. So, no, I don't think Highsmith's passed him. I think Caleb is still good at what he does. I think he's having a little bit of a rough stretch lately, specifically with that jump shot, too. I think that hit just kind of come back in a bad way. And, I'm not necessarily worried about it yet, like for the rest of the season or anything like that, because I, his, his, uh, I've seen, we've seen Caleb like shoot pretty well from three for a whole season. So I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And just the sample we've seen of him has been really impressive. I just think Caleb needs to be relied on not so much. Right. I think kind of some of the downsides with him come when you play him around 30 minutes a game and he's your starting power forward. So um, I don't want to pit these guys against each other, but it is going to be something interesting to watch because we all acknowledge that they need a four and all that. And if they do, like, let's say, acquire another power forward, uh, obviously one of those guys is probably not going to be in the mix rotation-wise, whether they're traded or not, right? So I just think it's going to be interesting to watch going forward. So, Greg, you know, we, we talk about the trade possibilities. Like I said, we're not going to be able to get away from it completely because – you know, there may be a situation where you can put Caleb Martin in a trade with that contract. Yeah. And so 
the six million dollar range of his contract makes him a really pluggable salary into deals like he's good connective tissue between two teams to try to get a deal done salary matching wise but i think really the and i don't know if this is where you're going so i'll pass the ball back to you after i say this i think the goal is to have as many caleb martins and haywood highsmiths as you can find not necessarily like the lunch pail undrafted part of that like that's not where i'm going but more that they can play defense you can rely on them to to play defense or they have athleticism which is something this team sorely lacks so i think they actually both can have roles in, in miami it may just be that others have to be cleared out first yeah and you're right and you know when they signed the caleb contract they, uh, they signed it for the long term but they also signed it with the knowledge that it would have some value here going forward if they needed to make some kind of a move i i, I guess one of the questions too becomes you know how good a fit is he in the starting lineup which we haven't gotten to see that often. That that's one of the problems. We we haven't seen that all together. And so when Caleb, you know, uh, you know, went out and they had to rely on Highsmith, we saw what that looks like. And Highsmith is more of a PJ Tucker type. So you know, it, it looks a little bit more like it did last year. Whereas we really liked, or I really liked. I know some of us really liked kind of what they looked like with Martin in the starting lineup and the fact that they could get out and run a little bit more and he fits with Bam in that way. But again, we we never got we've ne we never seen it fully realized. So I don't know that there is a great commitment to it going forward. And we've all talked about the idea that if Caleb is going to be here, he fits best as a reserve wing and a Jimmy Butler fill in. Uh, and that's what he did best last year. And they had to plug him in somewhere else. I, I think before we kind of finish the Highsmith uh, conversation here, I think, you know, Heat fans always get freaked out whenever a player starts to one of these developmental guys plays well, because you're like, OK, how much are they going to pay him in the future? I, I think that the Haywood Highsmith type of player is the easiest for the Heat to replicate. Uh, shooting, you know, kind of comes and goes, but the Haywood Highsmith type, which is defender, you know, plays above his size a little bit, kind of knows his role, gritty, Rodney Magruder-esque, like they can find those all day long. Like they they know how to get those. And so, I, you know, I don't know that what Highsmith is doing now speaks anything to his long-term future with the organization. I just think they've found a guy who can be – he's a rotation piece in the playoffs possibly, like a back end of the rotation or I think, again, more of a situational player to give them some minutes who might be more useful in that role than, say, Derek Jones Jr. was when when we went to the bubble and they really couldn't find uh, a place to play him. And I think that was mostly a basketball IQ issue, which we don't seem to, to see with Highsmith. All right, we're going to talk about the center position here in a second. Before we do, I want to mention another great sponsor of the five reasons – Sports Network, if you've got a leak, you know where to go. It's Water Cleanup of Florida. That's Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com, 954-579-0356. Michael Robert and his team, fully licensed, insured, and certified. They're based in Boca Raton, but they service Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach all the way up. They have more than 75-star reviews on Google. Again, if you got a water leak, you don't know where it's coming from, mold damage in your home or business, this is the place to call, 954 579-0356, WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Let's talk about guts here at the front court. Um, it seemed like it took guts at one point for, for Eric Spolster to just get away from Dwayne Dedman. And now we know they're trying to move the contract. And even if, if they do move it, they even if they don't move it, I don't really see him having a big role with the team the rest of the season. You got Yurt coming back. They're um, going to move that, it. Don't right. Worry. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they're going to remove it at some point. Orlando Robinson has kind of plugged the hole, Alex. Like he, he's, you know, that's pretty much all he has to do. He goes where he's supposed to go. Uh, That's kind of what Jimmy Butler said, which kind of told you something uh, between the lines. And, you know, he's got pretty good hands. Um, You know, he seems to to play physically enough. He runs the floor enough. Um, He doesn't try to do, again, too much. Uh, What have you liked? What have you not liked? And if they don't go get a big, and it's him and Yurt, let's say Yurt comes back, who is a better fit? Damn. That's that's really a tough one right there. Um, so, I mean, look, the the emergence of Orlando Robinson has definitely made it, at least in my eyes, much less a priority for the Heat to go and get a backup five at the trade deadline. So that's obviously a good thing for them with the limited amount of assets. The fact that they don't really want to trade like too much. I don't think they're they're in the business of doing just a major shakeup trade where they're giving up a ton of things at this trade deadline or anything like that. I, I I think like this is definitely a good thing for them when, you know, you mentioned it there. Omer was the guy that we spent all offseason and preseason talking about being that guy, right? Not Dwayne Dedman. So you have him in line waiting to play because it seemed like he really was up next to kind of take that role uh, before his injury. And then Orlando Robinson comes up and he's just been so good for them in the limited amount of time, specifically like in the things that you need out of a backup five. Like he's a pretty good roller. He's a solid rim protector, not too stiff, right? Like they have him blitzing a whole ton and 
for whatever ways I feel about Spo always blitzing with Orlando Robinson, I feel like that can become a little bit predictable sometimes. But obviously, we know Spo is more than willing to switch it up. We don't know that that's going to be the the case for the rest of the season. Despite that, like I think he's done a pretty good job. Like we've seen Orlando Robinson um, blitz, we've seen Omer blitz, we've seen Deadman blitz. I think Orlando is the best out of all of them, right? Like I think he's the the wingspan the athleticism like he doesn't move laterally like bam but he I think he moves laterally better than the other two that we mentioned with Omer and Deadman. like I just think that was something that I didn't necessarily see coming when they started playing him and you know you throw that into I mean on, on top of all the other things he's done good as a five man as a roller as a rim protector as a rebounder he's done all those things pretty well like I think offensively he can still grow his game a little bit we, we know that he, he was more willing to uh, take shots in college. And I'm not saying we're going to see that anytime soon, but I think there might be a little bit more there for him to develop into. Right. And as far as him being a screener and roller, I still think he can get a little bit better at that, even though he's been solid. So, you know, really what the heat are going to need in the playoffs. And we've seen this time and time again is what eight minutes out of a backup five. And so, yeah, I feel Orlando Robinson can pretty much do that. Right. I think he can you know, come in for eight minutes, six. It might it might even be less than that in the playoffs, right? Especially, like, if the Heat go further and further into it. We've seen this happen before with their backup fives, just get fewer and fewer minutes. So, you know, I think Orlando is, is ready to take that on just because, you know, even if it's the playoffs, even if he's a rookie, it's just not even that, you know, that much of a, of a load there. I think he knows how to do his job. He does it pretty well, and it's more on the rest of the guys there. Now, I think once Omer comes back, that's going to get a little bit weird, like I said, because it felt like he was the one that had put in that work and was in line to be that back of five. I think he's he's kind of going to have to start all over again there, especially now that even though Deadman is solidly out of the rotation now, he's you know there's another young gun in there who's doing good. So um, it's going to be interesting to see when Omer comes back. I think as of right now, Orlando is that back of five. Greg, uh, the situation on Orlando Robinson, how long do they have to decide whether or not they're going to guarantee that thing? Well, he's uh, he's a two-way player right now. So the indications basically that, are, you know, in late March, somewhere around there, somebody can probably do the math on the prorated portion of the salary to identify the exact date. Uh, they'll try to convert him from a two-way to a standard contract just so that they can stay under the tax and the prorated portion of his salary to end the season is not enough to go over the tax. So essentially, I would expect him to take that final roster spot at some point. The buyout market is always overrated, so I think that that's probably the way that they'll lean if they do have an open roster spot. Who knows if they'll have a trade where they bring in more than they send out or something like that. But I think ultimately he will be a player on a standard contract moving forward. And they, the Heat need guys that I think are willing to agree to small salary deals, maybe for a couple of years, similar to what they've done with Haywood Highsmith or what they did with uh, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. So uh, I think he's just along those lines as a developmental big go forward. We, uh, I wanted to mention the Haywood Highsmith's contract situation. So the, the number on the guarantee there is what, 1.8? Yeah, so essentially uh, they have the ability to um, retain him this summer and it's 1.9 million. So like in terms of cheap contributors, and I don't mean cheap, I guess that, that makes it sound about inexpensive contributors as it relates to percentage of the cap. Haywood Highsmith is an attractive player, especially when you're trying to have a top heavy roster with these big salaries. So I just think that that's just another thing to watch. 
Yeah, and the right, one reason we want to do this episode is because we think both these guys are going to be here when the smoke clears. So whatever happens at the trade deadline, these are two players, you know, whether, again, Denman likely going to be gone. We don't know if Yurt's uh, coming back or when. And then Highsmith, you know, his situation, you know, Caleb could be gone. We could you know, see about that. Or, you know, another power forward could push Highsmith's role completely away. But I do think that both of these guys have done enough at least to get a longer look. And I again, I don't know that Heat fans should freak out about it and say, oh, well, now this is the next Tyler Johnson that they're going to overpay. Or this is the, the – it's, it's just the nature of it. Um, all right. One thing we do want to mention uh, before we go, obviously, is uh, the Magic game coming up here on Friday. Uh, we'll have Alex and Brady there, a regular coverage here on the YouTube channel. It'll go to the podcast feed. Greg and I hosting a podcast. Obviously a game that the Heat need to win. Uh, as they continue to try to hold on to that number six seed and move up. Make sure you check out our transaction episode that we just did. We will do more of them as we come up. Um, check out also our off the floor feed, uh, winnow.app backslash off the floor, winnow.app backslash off the floor. It is free for the first week and then $3 and five cents a month after that. We give you plenty of information that you don't get from anyone else and that you do not get on Twitter. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.